0: Welcome to another inspirational teaching from the Neighborhood Church. We pray that you be blessed by it. And so over the next five weeks, we're going to be in a summer series called Tweets Before Twitter. And Tweets Before Twitter is simply a series designed to help us live well. To help us understand God's heart and God's passion for for our lives, uh, Twitter started in 2006. Twitter is a social communication platform on the on the web. It is, like you. It is. Um, sort of like texting, but not exactly texting. It's sort of like Facebook, but not really like Facebook. Twitter is Twitter. It started in 2006. And on July 3rd of this week, this platform on the web where people communicate and share things on, Uh, was valued at, listen to this, $23.78 billion. So the value of Twitter started 13 years ago is $23.78 billion. And people communicate their status and their... Wise thoughts on Twitter for all of us to benefit from. Slay had this to say. He said, how did Beyonce's album go number one in 100 countries when there are only seven? Asia, Africa, Antarctica, Australia, North and South America and Europe. So there's all kinds of wonderfully wise things on Twitter. Crazy's big sister uh, wrote Missouri loves company. And I'm from my knowledge of Missouri, I'm sure they do love company, but uh, not quite the way the saying goes. Now, Rebecca, this is brilliant. She says, I want my first daughter to be a girl. I hope that works out for her. And then this one uh, from an unnamed person, if Donald Trump becomes president, I'm leaving America and moving to Alaska. <laughs> President Trump has taken to uh, doing things on tweet, on Twitter as well, and he does it at three in the morning it 's freezing and snowing in New York. We need global warming. so uh, these are the brilliant things being published at three o'clock in the morning for all to see. I would suggest to you if you 're on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter tweeting at three in the morning, you need to ask yourself, what in the world are you doing that for? Um, So all of this happens basically on cell phones. Um, But there was a time in the life of the world when we didn't have cell phones. Most of us didn't carry cell phones 20 years ago. 3,000 years ago they certainly didn't have cell phones. They did something kind of unique back then. They talked to each other, they had face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball conversations. And then when something really, really smart and intelligent got said, They had quills and parchment and they wrote those things down by hand. And out of a king whose name was Solomon, a lot of wise words were shared and they got written down for us, tweets before Twitter 3,000 years ago, and we know these uh, tweets as the book of Proverbs. And so we're going to spend the next five weekends in the book of Proverbs. The proverb is characterized as being concise and memorable, simple yet profound, specific yet general observations about life. And so we're going to look for the next five weeks at some simple but profound observations about life. These observations are principles, they're not laws or promises, and that's very important. These are principles, not laws or principle or promises. Uh, let me illustrate what I mean by that. We have accepted in Canada the principle that seatbelts save lives. We have generally accepted that. Don and I have the privilege of hosting two wonderful young Mexican girls uh, this month, and we've been driving them here and there, and every time we get in the vehicle, we have to say to them, put your seatbelt on, because in Mexico, the principle of putting your seatbelts on is not normally accepted practice behavior. So they're getting pretty trained in the art of seatbelt fastening. In our nation, we have accepted the principle that seatbelts save lives. But we also understand that it's not a promise, and all of us have probably at some point in our life heard a story of somebody who was wearing their seatbelt and still died in an automobile accident. It's a principle, it's not a promise. It's something that if you generally do in life, this is generally what's going to happen. It's not a law, it's not a promise, but general behaviors that if you stick to them are going to result in certain results. Not a guarantee, but a principle and so Proverbs covers many of these principles many of these topics and we're going to look at five different topics over the next five weekends today we're going to start with what I think is the foundational principle and that's the principle of wisdom and so let's dive right in and look at tweet number one Proverbs King Solomon fear of the Lord and the beginning of knowledge. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. It goes like this in the New Living Translation. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Recorded in what we know as Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number seven. Men, can I suggest to you this morning guys that we need wisdom? Can I suggest that to us? Some of us need a little more wisdom to even listen to our wives a whole lot more. Just throwing it out as an idea. Women, could I suggest to you that you need wisdom. Some of you need wisdom to understand when the football game is tied and there's 90 seconds left in the game. It's not the brightest time in the world to start some meaningful conversation with your husband. We need we need, wisdom. Teenagers who are gathered here today, the culture you are growing up in is is difficult and my heart breaks for you you need wisdom to navigate the the difficulties the upside downedness of our culture those of us whose hair is Finning or turning gray, need wisdom. We need wisdom how to pour into the lives of our children and our grandchildren. We need wisdom to know how to invest and pour into uh, the young people of our church and be meaningful contributors to their lives and spiritual development. We all need wisdom. We all need wisdom. And the beginning of wisdom, the foundation of true knowledge, is this reverence, this respect, this adoration for God and his ways. There is no wisdom, real true wisdom, that comes outside of and independent from acknowledging God and His ways as the right way. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of God, the adoration of Him is the beginning, the foundation of knowledge. Two weeks ago tomorrow, Donna's dad passed away. He'd slipped into a, uh, a coma late Saturday evening and was gone within 48 hours. I would promised a friend that I would bury his mom on the Thursday following in Melfort, I did that after that funeral. I came back to Saskatoon, picked up Donna. We drove to Oyen and slept in Oyen and finished the trip Friday morning. And Reverend Drizner and Reverend Drizner, the two of us, conducted her dad's funeral. We came back for the weekend we had two Mexican girls arriving who we uh, wanted to be good hosts to, wanted to be with you folks. On Monday, I hopped in the truck again to go to Calgary because my parents were celebrating their 65th wedding anniversary and my dad's 90th birthday. I think we honored dad and mom well this week. And at the end of honoring Dad, who is a retired pastor, he wanted to say a few words. And he's a preacher, so if you're going to say a few words, you stand up to say it. And he stood up. And he talked for quite a while. Quite a while. And Evan videoed it for you, so we're going to listen now. No. Evan had the wisdom to video it. But I want you to listen in to about 25 seconds of what dad had to say to his family last Tuesday afternoon. The audio's not perfect, so really gear in to listen now. This is my dad as we celebrated his 90th birthday. we're going to be able to find it there guys sound should i move on or can we we can okay we're going to, we're going to get it but uh, not yet so dad has uh That mom been married 65 years, lived a uh, really quite a phenomenal life and a special day for them, gathered around with their family. I think I'm getting signals that we're ready, okay, so let's go. What I would say to young people today is that be sure that you make good uh, decisions make good memories because if you don't make good memories you'll be haunted by the bad memories make good decisions make good decisions make good memories if you don't you'll be haunted by the bad memories the bad decisions Truth of the matter is life can be hard. Life can be hard. Life is a lot harder if you make stupid decisions. So seek wisdom, seek wisdom. Tweet number two, tweet number two. By wisdom a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant uh, riches. New Living Translation, a house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. How do you build a strong house? How do you build a solid life? you build it through understanding, you build it through wisdom. Secular culture has so many things confused, things that uh, should be important are unimportant and things that are unimportant they say are important and culture and its secularization has thrown everything off off kilter. But friends, we, we, as the people of God, understand that if we're going to have solid lives and we're going to have solid homes, we have to seek and pursue wisdom. Treat number three When pride comes, then comes dishonor. With the humble is wisdom. When error, Arrogance comes, disgrace follows, but with humility comes wisdom. The hallmark, I think, the identifying mark of a wise person is humility. The identifying mark of a wise person is humility. Because as soon as you stop being, as soon as you stop being humble, you position yourself as someone who doesn't have anything to learn anymore. And as soon as you stop being able to listen to what others say, uh, you've got yourself positioned in a place that is not wise. Wise people are humble. Two guys named Steve. You may have heard of at least one of them, Steve Jobs. And Steve Wozniak walked into a company called Atari. Anybody remember Atari? They walked into the president of Atari's office and uh, sat down and showed them this box they had built. and They talked about how this box has a memory and it could share things and communicate. And they said, we would like to give you the rights to this box, all we ask you to do is hire us to help you continue to develop it and uh, you can have everything we've got here in this box. And they looked at them, they looked at him and uh, them and said, "Uh, you guys haven't even graduated from college, we're not interested in you at all, get out of here. And so they walked out. They walked down the street to the head office of Hewlett-Packard and they brought their little box in filled with all kinds of capacity to remember things and communicate things. And they said to them, we'll give you this box and all of the uh, work we have done, a lot of it using equipment that you have manufactured and all you have to do is hire us and give us a job and it's yours and they said something very similar. Why would we hire you? You don't have any certificates. You don't have any diplomas. We know what you're doing, what we're doing. Get out of here. So they went and started their own company which is now known as Apple. And from what I've heard, it's done very well. We miss opportunities when we think we've got everything figured out and we stop listening and we stop learning. And we particularly miss opportunities to grow and learn when we stop listening to the voice of God. We need to be people who are in God's word because God's word reveals God's heart and God's ways. So we get to know how God thinks and what God feels. What the Bible will not do for you is be a computer program where you can just type in some magic words and there will always be an answer for every circumstance and every situation in your life. This book does not address every human dilemma. But God's heart does. God's heart does. And so you get into this book for God's heart to become your heart and for wisdom to grow in your soul and your spirit. King Solomon wrote a lot of the Proverbs. He hadn't been king very long and two ladies were banging at his door and some commentators describe them as prostitutes and they're holding one baby. And the story goes like this, she, that one, She was sleeping with her baby last night and she rolled over and in her sleep she rolled over and she smothered the baby and her baby died. When she woke up, she went and grabbed my baby and she's saying it's hers now. King Solomon, I want my baby back. King Solomon listened to their story and uh, he said, uh, give me a minute here, I'll be right back. came back and he's carrying a big long sword and he says here's what I'm going to do I'm going to cut the baby in half and each of you can have half the baby and the one lady says yeah that's fine with me that'll work and the other lady said, no, 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 don't cut the baby in half. She can have the baby. And Solomon said, that's the mother. You can have the baby. Where do you get that kind of wisdom from? It's a gift of God. It's a gift that comes from knowing his hearts and knowing his ways and pride, proud people can't get alone with God to hear his voice and proud people can't stop talking and can't get off their own agenda to listen to others and what they may have to say and what they may have to add to the conversation pride comes dishonor but where there's humility there is His wisdom, humility, is a hallmark of the wise person. Tweet number four. He whose ears listen to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline despises himself. He who listens to reproof acquires understanding. Uh, Reading out of uh, the... uh, Christian standard Bible, I think it is. If you pay attention when you're corrected, you are wise. If you refuse to learn, you are hurting yourself. If you accept correction, you will become wiser. Proverbs fifteen thirty-one to 32. One of the hallmarks of a wise person is they can receive correction. Unwise people are arrogant. Unwise people are stubborn. Unwise people dominate. Unwise people are sarcastic. Unwise people are critical. Unwise people have to be the center of the attention in the room. But wise people are characterized by humility and a listening ear. God in his great wisdom sets us up for things we need more than sometimes we realize we need them. And so last Wednesday we were in Calgary and And some of her family was there and we went to the zoo with our grandkids. When you've lost a family member, there's nothing like a day with with grandkids to to restore your soul. And wear you out a little bit too, but that's the other part of the story. Chagri Zoo is a great zoo and they have this great big greenhouse, probably this and another 50% the size of this sanctuary, full of wonderful, beautiful trees and flowers. But the attraction to the greenhouse is the butterflies. There's butterflies of all kinds of colors and all kinds of sizes flying around in this huge greenhouse and when you enter you very quickly notice that a lot of people are going like this and they're trying to get a butterfly to land on their finger and so being copycats we just went around along with culture and we all started putting out our fingers and a butterfly landed on one of our hands. And there was a volunteer for the Calgary Zoo Society who happened to see that a butterfly had landed on one of our hands and came up quite quickly and said, can't you guys read all the signs that are around here that say don't touch the butterflies? couldn't see any signs tried to find signs on my way out the only sign I saw on there was everybody was walking around like this trying to get a butterfly line on their hand but he chose us to tell us we couldn't touch butterflies I'm glad he wasn't talking to me because my lack of wisdom would have come out very quickly But God has been good to us. And there is one wise Drizner who the butterfly happened to land on. And the wise Drizner, not me, the wise Drizner just smiled and said, Sorry, sir. but it landed on me you might be getting me out of jail today <laughs> wise people can take correction wise people can take correction <laughs> they they're teachable and tweet number 5 And it's my last tweet, there's many more I could have chosen, but a prudent man conceals knowledge. The heart of fools proclaims folly. Christian Standard Bible says a shrewd person conceals knowledge, but a foolish heart publicizes stupidity. Foolish people say stupid things. Foolish people talk too much. One of the guys, after I preached this last night, came up to me after the message and said, My father in law always said to me, even a fish doesn't get in trouble if they keep their mouth shut. Most of us could save ourselves a lot of trouble if we learned to keep our mouths shut. You don't need to say everything you know. My parents raised me on this. It's not new to them. Many of you were raised with similar sayings, but they said, John, before you talk, ask, answer these three questions Is it true? Is it kind? and is it necessary? I've found when I use that filter, I very often don't have much to say. The sirens are going, the lights are flashing, and Harry pulls over to the side, the policeman gets out of the truck, out of his car, and You know how this thing works he comes and stands beside your window you roll down your window and he says something like do you know why i stopped you sir and if you don't answer they say you were speeding and he told harry harry you were speeding and he says i'm sorry sir I I had the car on cruise control, and I didn't see the sign change. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to be going over the speed limit. And the lady beside him, whom he had been married to for many years, said, Harry, you never use speed cruise control. What are you talking about? Policeman said, and I noticed while I was pulling you over that your backlight is damaged and isn't covered and uh, Harry says well, oh that, that must have happened at the mall I didn't know that had happened I, 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 we're just coming from the mall I wonder who hit my light while we're at the mall and his wife of many years said Harry both of us know that happened three weeks ago come on oh and Then the policeman said to Harry Harry uh you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Seatbelt save lives. He says, oh yes, yes sir, I was wearing my seatbelt, but I thought you might wanna see my driver's license, so I took off my seatbelt to, to be able to get my driver's license for you to see. And his wife said, Harry, you never wear your seatbelt. Harry began to say things to his wife that were not kind. Went along the line of something like, don't you know when to keep your mouth shut? And the policeman said to Harry's wife, ma'am, is your husband always that verbally abusive? And she said, no, sir. Only when he's had one too many to drink. (laughs) sometimes we talk a little too much a wise person has learned not to publicize their own stupidity my dad taught me the first time I went to a conference which is when all the preachers get together and I was young and just in ministry and I was pretty sure I had something to add to this conference and I was heading to the microphone to make everybody wise like me, a young 21-year-old was. And dad grabbed my pants and said, sit down, son. And said this to me, John, let somebody else sound stupid for you. I've never forgotten those words. I've never forgotten those words. How do we become wise? We need to become wise. Life is hard. Life can be hard. It's a lot harder when we make stupid decisions. So we seek wisdom. How do we seek wisdom? Well, we get into, into God's Word. Because God's Word will reveal God's heart to us and will reveal God's ways to us. I think we get wisdom by coming together in situations like this and receiving instruction, teaching from God's word. You're a guest with us this morning. Probably the best advice I can give to you if you're wanting to learn more about God and his ways and wisdom, wisdom for living, the best advice I could probably give to you is come back next week. We get in God's word, we get teaching in God's word. But the third thing we do is we, we pray. We pray. God showed up and began to talk to King Solomon just after he'd become king and he said to him, Solomon, what do you want? What can I give to you? And Solomon said, I have this job, I'm in way over my head, this is difficult, I really don't know how to do this, so, so God, what I would like you to give me is, is wisdom. And God said to Solomon, the answer you have given has pleased me. You could have asked for riches, you could have asked for a long life, you could have asked for me to destroy all your enemies, you could ask for lots of things, but you asked me for wisdom and I'll give you wisdom. And as I give you wisdom, you will get favor and you will get riches. And then Solomon woke up. It was a dream. But in his dream, his heart had been revealed. And right after Scripture in 1 Kings chapter 3 tells that story, right after the story of the dream is the story of the two women who came into his Office saying, "Whose baby is this, really?" And I think it's verse 28 of verse 3 that says, "All of Israel admired the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon had asked for wisdom. Paul, in praying for the church in uh, Coloss, uh, said this as a prayer: Colossians chapter 1." Uh, in verse number seven for this reason since i heard of you guys we've not to cease to pray for you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding paul's concern was that the church be wise and understanding smart ephesians same kind of prayer for the church in ephesus God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of of him. God's heart for us is that we have a spirit of wisdom. We have knowledge. And James, and please stand with me, please. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, how do we get it? I suspect at least 80% of us would say this morning, I kind of could use a little more wisdom. If any of us lacks wisdom, we ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it'll be given to him. So we pray for wisdom. We know you enjoyed this teaching from the Neighborhood Church from our Pine House location here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. To touch base with us from anywhere in the world that you're listening, or maybe you're just at the gym or in your car, you can text the word Pine House to 306-800-5296. There you can fill out our digital connect card. Or if you want to give it a distance, or maybe you've been working weekends or just can't make it to the city, text the initials TNC to 705 705- two three zero eighty nine seventy seven. Through that little portal you can give or tithe or even give to missions. For any more information about the Neighborhood Church, you can check us out online at theneighborhoodchurch.org. God bless you and have a great week.